In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. Among the many household plants that we have at home, totally under Jan's care, we have the Christmas cactus and several of them. And during this time of year, the blossoms begin to appear. To promote growth and health, the plant's special attention is given to the amount of light as well as to the amount of darkness. For you see, this particular kind of cactus requires darkness. As a matter of fact, darkness is needed in order to bring the blossom forward, to bloom. Without darkness, the cactus will not bloom. It's an amazing thing when you think about it. Darkness plays a significant role in the cycle of life. Not only is it in the botanical world, but there is the balance between light and darkness in all of creations. Everything is dependent upon light as well as darkness. According to science journals, uh, and science news journal, organisms from algae all the way to human beings keep time with the planet's light and dark rhythms. We have within us what is often referred to as the biological clock. It's hard to explain, but it's quite obvious that it plays a very significant part in how we relate to light as well as to darkness. We allow it to have an effect on us, most often positively, but sometimes negatively. But it's important that we give attention to this biological clock because it keeps us in pace with the way that we have been designed to be mindful of when we need light and also to be mindful of when we need to possibly need dark. Genesis 1, 14 and 15 reads, And God said, Let there be light in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. The light and the darkness defining seasons, defining time itself. Darkness. It was the backdrop on so many occasions when God would want to speak to his people to remind them of who he was and what he was all about. The ninth plague that Moses brought upon Egypt through the pronouncement of God's word was darkness. Darkness for three days. Yet we read in the scriptures all the people of Israel had light where they lived 
And we also recognize the place of light in the exodus of the people of Israel from Egypt. We read in Exodus 13, 21, And the Lord went before them by day in the pillar of the cloud to lead them all the way, and by night in the pillar of fire to give them light, that they may travel by day and by night, the pillar of cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, did not depart from before the people. And here we are in a season where, again, it's marked by light. We think of the shepherds themselves in the darkness of night, of when they are approached by a brilliant light, the glory of the Lord. Once more, against the backdrop of darkness, God appears. And then we have those three wise men. Darkness was what revealed the star. Without the darkness, they would not have been able to find, them, find their way to where the Christ child had been born. It is good to remember, as revealed in the opening verses of Genesis, that God did not eliminate darkness. He separated the light from darkness. Notice also in the passage of Scripture of how light dominates darkness. And God made the two great lights, the great light to rule over the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Being in darkness means that there is an absence of light. Darkness can come upon us in a variety of ways. Sometimes it comes upon us as hopelessness, lostness, loneliness, fear, and even sorrow. Yet God is there. Even in the darkest times, God is there. I want to point you to one of the most comforting passages of Scripture that it's incorporated so often in a period of darkness in people's lives when they have to deal with the loss of a loved one. Psalm 23. One particular verse says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. The statement is quite clear. God is with you, even in the shadows of death. And the evidence is the fact that there are shadows, which means that there is light. God is light. As darkness has served as a backdrop for God to reveal himself as the light unto the world, that he rules over darkness, darkness has become the veil behind which men do their evil deeds. We read in the Gospel of John, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whatever does, but whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that he is in the works that has been carried out by God. 
In the opening words of the Gospel of John, we are given another account of the beginning, a parallel text, if you will, or a complementary text to what we have read from Genesis. John, it reads in John 1, 1 through 5, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. It is a fact that no matter how dark it is, light will always prevail. In John's first letter, he expands this message of light and the life that conquers darkness. He wrote, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin, all darkness. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but he will have the light of life. And Jesus goes on to say later, as recorded by John, I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Jesus rescues us from the darkness of sin. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 reads, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may be able to see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. A light is meant to be seen. If you light a lamp, light, you're going to put it on the lampstand for people to be able to see. Our faith is meant to be seen. That is why Jesus charges us to be lights, so that we can reveal to others through the light in our life that we believe in Christ and we have a faith in him. As we have received the light, we walk in the light. We are to share the light. Symbolically, year after year, we go through this exercise of sharing the light one with another. And while we share this light one with another, I want to again emphasize the point that Jesus makes. You are the light of the world. The world. (laughs) The light isn't to be contained just in this room. It is to go beyond our experience here this evening. Let your light shine before others. In so doing, then, you are pointing to the one who is good. You are pointing to the one who is light. You are pointing to Jesus Christ himself. So I want to encourage you, then, this evening, as you receive the light, remember that you have been charged by Jesus to be the light, taking the light, the life of Christ, 
into your world, into the world. Lord, it's a wonderful thing that you would allow us to be a part of the proclamation of the birth of Jesus Christ, that you would give us the message, the very message that was heralded by the angels that appeared before the shepherds, that you would give us, give us the message of light, the light that could be a, a guide for others to find Jesus Christ. You've entrusted all this to us, so undeserving, and yet so, so grateful. So, Father, may we take seriously and to heart what you have charged us to be, a light to the world. May we serve you faithfully. And as we celebrate Christmas tomorrow, may it be that we are continually reminded that you are always with us. Your light is always with us, no matter how dark it may appear. Thank you for the light of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.